Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. We're so excited to announce that our fourth child, baby Jordan, is finally home from the hospital. He was in the NICU for 146 days, which is a really long time, but we're happy um, that he is home and healthy and still growing strong. And so we're celebrating that today. Yeah, for those of you trying to do the math really quickly, 146 days is almost five months. And so uh, it was a long part of our life, a long stretch. But uh, we just wanted to say a big thank you to those of you who listened to the updates that we gave throughout the podcast, you know, who got to follow that journey for all the, you know, encouragement, the likes and comments you gave us on social media to just kind of help encourage us and keep us going through that journey. Uh, we, we really appreciate that and all the prayers that, you know, you guys are saying for us and our family and Jordan specifically. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why we wanted to do a whole episode of what the NICU taught us about marriage because we learned a lot. And so even if the NICU is not your story or someone in the hospital for five months, um, it can still hopefully encourage you in your marriage. Um, and how we <laughs> try to stick it out um, through those really, really hard days. So if this is your first time listening, kind of Jordan's story um, started back in May, really, um, when my water broke at, I was 19 weeks pregnant. And um, if you're unfamiliar <laughs> with a baby in the, your belly, you have uh, amniotic fluid that they kind of learn to breathe they practice um their lung development and things like that and so when that um started going away uh jordan was stuck in there um and his lungs he was diagnosed when he was born with chronic lung disease and that has been his biggest fight Mm -hmm. um and so i was uh at home on bed rest after that Um, and then was admitted to the hospital on full-time bed rest, lived at the hospital um, when I was 23 weeks pregnant. So that kind of was part of the podcast journey too. We had a lot of guests and stuff because Thomas was holding down the fort with our other three kids at home and I was trying to hold Jordan in (laughs) at at the hospital. Yeah, and you know, we, we love creating the podcast and the content for you and we didn't want to just go radio silent and just, you know, forget about everything, you know, but oftentimes when things happen, you have to really put some stuff on the back burner. And, you know, we were just trying to put some content out there to still help, help anybody who could utilize it. And, you know, we appreciate you kind of bearing with us through that tough time. And, uh, you know, just hopefully you were still gaining some great stuff. Our, our downloads and listens didn't decrease any during that. So we really appreciate you sticking yeah, with us we, too. We felt well supported. Yeah. Um, and so many people like Thomas is saying your prayers, people we didn't even know, um, rallied around us. Which, Other podcasters in the marriage community jumped yeah. out, jumped in and helped us out. Which isn't one of our points on what the NICU taught us, but I would say on you know marriage alone like a community around you cheering you on absolutely um and so yeah on june 18th jordan maverick hobby was born i was uh 25 weeks pregnant one day (laughs) um and he weighed one pound 13 ounces and was 11 inches long so smaller than a ruler and um went right to the 
uh, newborn ICU. <laughs> yeah, and just you know, a funny quick little thing: the name Maverick actually means an independent male who avoids conformity and so he clearly did not want to conform to the normal pregnancy length or anything like that he was like ready to be here yeah but the most recent thing people are like oh you you named him jordan maverick because of the the movie and him being a fighter but he really did prove that he was a fighter um even on the day that we were being discharged um from the hospital this weekend so many people just the medical staff were like he's not supposed to be here like he's not supposed to be alive really shouldn't yeah. be alive with the things he went through because they said he was diagnosed with chronic lung disease so he was actually on the ventilator for 75 days um which when i say that number it's like a 75 out of 100 whatever it's like 75 days is a long time that um you know that was keeping him alive and we didn't hear him cry yeah. for 75 days until that breathing tube came out well and at this point considering 146 days you know when he came out that that's nearly half of his life that mm-hmm. he was on the ventilator and we didn't even get to hold him i didn't hold him till 26 days and you a little bit after that mm-hmm. and even that was very delicate to, because of the breathing tube yeah. um could damage him so it was just really hard to um, be parents in, in that <laughs> as well. Um, but we went every day um, to visit him. And he even had a couple surgeries while there. He had a heart yeah. surgery to close a PDA, a hole in his heart. Some chest tubes. Chest tubes to help with the, the lungs, the mm-hmm. fluid in his lungs. Um, he had up to three of those. Um, and those are removed now. Three and, of those all at the same time, yeah, not different times, yeah, like three separate chest tubes like in his chest at one once. One didn't work, so let's try two. That didn't work, so here we go, three. Yeah. Um, so his battle scars are awesome. Uh, it's going to remind us daily of his um, his story and his fight for, for life because then um, he you know went from the ventilator to CPAP, and he come off CPAP till October, so yeah. he's still on that for a while, and then moved to high oxygen now he's on low flow oxygen did come home on oxygen and we'll probably need that to help him breathe for a while as he uh, as his lungs still continue to grow and then um once he got on that low flow oxygen we did try to bottle feed and um even breastfeed and he was doing great for a little while and then had a swallow study um which was kind of interesting where you give a baby a bottle under an x-ray and you can see on the video where it's going is it going to his stomach and it showed him aspirating which means it was getting in his airways um which could be deadly so we had to stop oral feeds immediately yeah and like like for us as adults when you you know take a drink of your water and it you know goes down the wrong pipe and then you cough to get it out he didn't have that reaction to cough because he was still struggling learning to breathe at the same time he would just keep drinking because he knew that's what he was supposed to do, but he didn't even have the reaction to stop drinking, and so it was getting into his lungs, so they had to stop that for his safety. Yeah, so he's fed now. He had a, a surgery uh, to have a G2 placement, um, which is a feeding tube. It goes directly to his stomach, and we had So to, another surgery. Yeah, another surgery, and they also, in that uh, procedure, kind of reshaped and repositioned his stomach as well to help with um, reflux. Yep. So poor little guy had so much um, to uh, to overcome, but he did, and now he's home. And even with oxygen and and G tube and a monitor, he's um, we joked that he's not 
uh, wire, wire free, wireless baby yet, but, um, uh, we're happy to learn, uh, have learned all the medical things that we do now to take care of him. And so he graduated from the NICU, um, just on November 11th, was born June 18th, came home November 11th, um, from one pound, 13 ounces to now nine pounds, nine ounces and 20 inches long. So he did grow. Um, and we appreciate your continued prayers now, as he finishes his uh, journey um, at home to, to grow and heal, but it's not the life or death that we went through many times, the right. ups and downs of the NICU. And um, that's just our, our you know, really fast story of almost five months, but we just wanted to relay that to you. As you can imagine, our marriage could have really been strained during that. Um, and was, it, I was you say, know, <laughs> it, was, it was challenging even yeah. on bed rest, us yeah. being apart. And, um, and so we just also took this weekend to look back and say, what were three tips that we could say, like that got us through where we're still in this together and yeah. stronger because of the hard times as hard as they were. Um, and so, yeah, we have three quick tips here, hopefully that everyone can learn from as well. Yeah. Now that you've listened to our, you know, son's whole entire story so far, we're going to give you some quick tips and, uh, get you on your way. Um, first one, you know, we, we actually did a full episode on this first one way back when, but it really kind of just rang true during this again. Number one is just support your spouse. I mean, in tough times like this, you know, like, like Julie said, there were times uh, when she was on bed rest at the hospital and, I couldn't take her place for that. I couldn't do anything for her there because I had to be at home taking care of the kids and she couldn't take my place on that because she needed me to do that. We just really had to support each other. And so, uh, you know, support your spouse, you know, give grace in the tough moments because there are some really tough moments that happen. I mean, you know, we're specifically talking about the NICU here for us, but take out NICU and fill in your blank of your hard that, you know, you have gone through or are going through and uh, give grace in the tough moments when they happen. I mean, that's, that's the only big thing that's really going to help you get to the other side of it is giving that grace that you need. Yeah, yeah I was going to say kind of let them be what they need to be processing emotions that hug um, instead of trying to fix things, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's how you can show grace and then encourage them frequently. Um, those Very are frequently. just always you can support your spouse through mm-hmm. things. Uh, the second one is keep regular date nights a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about a frequency of even like weekly date nights, even if that's at home, mm-hmm. um, monthly, maybe going out, even quarterly getting away and annually doing a long vacation. That's kind of what our rhythm or goal is. And then you throw this in there and we it could have easily five months later been like, when was our last date night? And we did. I mean, our date nights definitely changed. We haven't had a very, maybe what you would call romantic um, dinner, dressy date night, whatever, you know, or even fun activity. But we still were intentional to keep that weekly date night where we would get a sitter and we'd go to the hospital to see Jordan together a lot of the times though we did um one home with the kids and one at the hospital and we would just like drive back and forth and take shifts but we did keep a weekly rhythm of both of us going and have dinner or sit at his bedside and we wouldn't talk about work or anything we were intentional intentional Intentional. Intentional. <laughs> there we go. Um, about pouring into her marriage. And I think, like I said, it wasn't as glamorous as maybe we would have 
light, but we kept it on the calendar. Yeah. We actually did have one romantic date during that time frame for our anniversary. Oh, yeah. We celebrated 16 years of marriage right. during this. And I so we had... <laughs> I, how could I forget? That felt so long ago because I was It kind of blended in. I give you grace yes. on that one. I give you grace in the tough Thank moments. Thank <laughs> you. But you're right. We did have a very nice that then ended at the hospital. Right. To yeah. See yeah. Jordan, we still but... had to get that in. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yes. So I would say um, even when it's like just... Even if you're not going through a hard, you're just yeah. a busy schedule or, or whatever. Don't put that in the back burner because it would have been so easy to look back and been like, when was the last time we went out or had a, a date, even at home? Yeah. That and, was intentional. And maybe just adjusting the expectations or the, um, you know, lo- lowering the bar, if you will, for your date nights to just know that the quality time is really what's most important over anything else mm-hmm. and that it can be alongside of doing anything like our many of like you said many of our date nights were spent at his bedside just talking and and just spending the time with each other while we were there visiting him as well um and so so just you know change your expectations for date nights in those seasons to know that you're still getting good quality time with your spouse and the last one number three that we have for you is prioritize talk time i mean if you've listened to a single other podcast (laughs) that we've put out there of the other 70 episodes that we have besides this one, you've probably heard us talk about communication. And uh, that's a really big key thing for us uh, in regards to marriage. And we had to really prioritize this because with three other kids at home, one child in the NICU, we were pretty much, you know, our, our family was living in two separate places because, you know, one of, one member was in the hospital and the rest of us were at home or, you know, we were visiting each other. A lot of times we were just kind of high-fiving and switching places. And I guess what a detail that helps understand that is we were limited to three people in Jordan's room at a time. Right. So our whole family couldn't just go and sit bedside. Because so there that's, were five of us aside from him. Right. So that's why, like... This weekend was so fun to have our first family picture of the six of us. And that's why it was so challenging of the back and forth because one of us had to watch the other kids and one of us had to take care of Jordan at different times. Yeah, when we finally got to bring him home, that was the first time all six of us were in the same room together after 146 days that he had been alive. So, yeah, so so utilizing that talk time well um, is a big key of that. So you have to prioritize it to make sure that it happens. And so you have to sometimes think outside the box. So we had a lot of time driving back and forth to the hospital. And so when we were driving back and forth, we were pretty much only on the phone with each other during that time. Very few times were we not talking to each other. Um, And that was... That was mostly our logistical conversations because, you know, I'm driving or dealing with traffic maybe and that that can be frustrating and, you know, you're helping get the kids ready for dinner at home or vice versa and, you know, there's obviously a lot of distraction happening during that so we had to really just kind of put that as more logistical conversation because we needed to do that as well to keep our family moving forward. Um, But then we also had to make sure that we prioritized alone, uninterrupted talk time. Yeah, we really prioritize our family. So if you have kids, that's good to prioritize like group family time. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're also prioritizing that one-on-one time outside of date nights Mm -hmm. um, to connect. But but a practical tip then, if you're not, you know, experiencing this hard time or hospital life like we were, you were talking about the, the drive time, but 
that was super, super nice that one, you know, turn off the radio. If we, you know, had, if our schedules were different, we couldn't talk at the same time. We probably listened to an audio book. Mm -hmm. We went through a lot of books, but, um, but there were other people that I even said, no, I can't talk to you on the phone right now because I need to connect with my husband. Mm -hmm. And so in a practical tip, I was just thinking like, if someone's driving home from work, Mm -hmm. is the other one, is the other spouse available? Like put, you know, your head, head, phones or whatever your airpods, your AirPods or whatever in, yeah while you're cooking dinner whatever your life looks like but utilize that drive time to then can you start saying like how was your day and even if you know if i'm the one home cooking and the kids are running around but thomas gets to tell me about his day and i could listen then you know that kind of saves the time on the back end when you are home and we have dinner and bedtime routines so just kind of think outside the box or lunch breaks and things like that. When can you talk to your spouse to connect, even if it's over the phone um, or driving together or whatever it is? Yeah. So during your hard season, just make sure that you're one, supporting your spouse, two, keeping regular date nights a priority in your marriage, and three, prioritizing that talk time and making it the most efficient and effective that you can to make sure you're having that good communication with your spouse. Um, Many of you know we do marriage coaching. We announce it at the top of every call uh, or every uh, podcast in our intro. Uh, we do marriage coaching calls, mm-hmm. um, and we've obviously been limited on that. You know, like we said, uh, we've had to put some things on the back burner, and you know, we just want to say thank you to our current clients that we have for sticking with us and being patient throughout the time that our availability has been limited. Uh, But if you've been interested in scheduling a time with us and you've noticed that we've had limited availability, that's why. So we'd love to just let you know and encourage you to go back and uh, check out our website, marriagepuzzle.com, if you're interested in scheduling a free discovery call with us to possibly Uh, look into marriage coaching with us. We'd love to help you. And now that he is home, uh, we'll have him on some of our calls as a little intern kind of learning about this. And uh, so, you know, you can kind of get a chance to meet him as well if you're interested, but um, we'll have some more availability opening up for discovery calls and marriage coaching calls as well. So we would love to get in and chat with you. Um, And as always, you can check us out on social media if you're not there already at Marriage Puzzle, Facebook and Instagram. And we look forward to you joining us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. See you later.